Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network, Roughneck Scarves, and Icarus FC. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of the USL Championship. Tonight, we're going to talk about a 1-1 draw against the Miami FC, a promising match, I think, uh, considering how it's gone. And then we're going to preview this week's match against the Charlotte Independents. Joining me tonight... I've got Red Bull News Network's own Anthony Merced. Hello, Anthony. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm very tired. <laughs> we were talking beforehand about uh, the joys of parenting and uh, the the number one weapon you can have as a parent out there for all you folks is the ability to function on zero sleep. If you can do that, you'll yeah. be just fine. And, you know, um, my son is... Not as bad as some others. There, there, there is no such thing as the kid that would let you have perfect sleep. But mine is nowhere near as bad as some others, so I can't complain. But yeah, when they start teething, man, do they wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, yes. And boy, oh boy, what a fun journey that is. My kids are, your kids are getting teeth. My kids are losing teeth. Um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're in similar kinds of places. I'm so glad to not have uh, tiny, tiny children anymore, though. I'll tell you that much. Speaking of tiny children, okay, they're not that tiny and they're not really children, but the Montclair Miners went down, played Miami, won one draw. I, uh, I look at this match as, you know, last time these teams met, probably Miami bossing the game uh, uh, making the Red Bulls look like sort of a uh, boys against men situation and here we see another step forward for this young group where it's not the perfect game but they look like they were in control for large parts of it and maybe a little bit unlucky to not get the win here I think control is a um, a bit of an exaggeration they looked better in this game, but again, it's 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 a little it, it's not enough for what this team needs to make this season a uh, a competitive year. Perhaps it is a um, a good sign for what's to come, but th- this team is not moving in the right direction to save this current season, the twenty twenty one season. See, but again, you know, I think that comes down to that whole philosophy of if this is a team that needs to get results and needs to uh, be at the top of the league, we absolutely would like that. And I think it would be best for the players to be in the playoffs year in, year out. But we're seeing some guys uh, who are very young uh, coming good uh, at this point in the year. And, you know, I think decent shift from uh, Castillo in this one, I think uh, Nap. Probably had one of his better games for the most part. Not not the best from Raffanello playing in that sort of attacking midfield position, but uh, LaCava getting a goal and, and I think just overall looking a little bit more dangerous. I thought Raul Mitchell had another great shift. Um, uh, Serge Goma when he came on, I was really impressed. And uh, Kyle Zayetz finally getting some minutes this year and, and getting back on the field and looking okay. I think it still shows that he's a little bit rusty from his time off, but... Uh, all of these things, as far as I'm concerned, are 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 good signs for this team. Castillo um, looked a bit hesitant, especially when it came to that 
the 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 equalizing goal. Yeah. Um. So I I. You know, there, there are large portions of the game where I understand exactly what you're saying. Where there's a there's the the thing of looking at the positives, but soccer and football is 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 a game where when 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 it matters, it's really important that you produce or that you do the thing that is necessary at that moment. And Castillo, especially when it came to that that equalizer, did not do the right thing and was and was very much. Um, a mess, and that and that's been the big problem for this team this year. Is that when it matters most, this team seems to become chaotic, um, def- whether whether it's defensively, offensively. Um, they they really need to figure out a way to, to get it together in those moments because those are the defining moments that will that that will make them either a good team or individually good players. Well, I I think the goal honestly is always to make the players better year in and year out. And, you know, there's going to be this period. And we're in it, obviously, right now uh, to a large degree because of uh, maybe, I don't want to necessarily say the mismanagement of the academy, but uh, certainly the uh, the lack of clear leadership of the academy where, you don't necessarily have a ton of talent that's ready to come out. We've talked about that before, but I didn't see that in this game. This team overall looked like they could be on the pitch against Miami, and it didn't look like... I guess in terms of progress, what uh, what I'm referring to is when you watch that first match against these teams, Red Bull couldn't get on the ball. They couldn't pass. Any physical challenge they lost, they, they just they looked like they should. They were like a lower division team in an open cup game. That's not what we're seeing here. And yeah, you can make the argument that Miami maybe missed a couple of, of good chances, but that, this is this is a different. <laughs> this is a different team than the team that we saw even a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, I know the results are still not there, but um, I think overall, I'm very pleased with the progress on an individual level. Uh, sure. I, I I think if you're talking about Jake LaCava, who I think is the brightest spot this season um, for the team, then yeah, you, we we are seeing some progress there. But there's there are a lot of places where I I think this team needs another year to figure out where the progress actually is. So and and, and you're right about the academy about things really kind of turning over and. It, it, it's it's an unfortunate situation w- w- where the team is right now. We also don't know where they're going to be in the next few years um, in regards to the new D3 MLS team and 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 the such the the redo of the of the academy. So it's there's this is an unfortunate transition year for this team where we're there there are more questions than answers at the moment. I think that's fair. I think when you talk about uh... Uh, the guys who maybe you want to see a little bit more from the first one that would pop into my head would be Omar. So, and not necessarily getting on the end of the, uh, uh, or, or getting on the end of, of uh, chances that are being created, but he's doing a lot of the chance creation for the team, him, LaCava, uh, Dan Edelman. Those are the guys who have been sort of the engines. Um, Maybe you want to see a little bit more end product from from everybody involved. Kava only on three goals at this point. 
Um, but but Omar So is one of those guys where we didn't we would we weren't talking about like chance creation we're, for a long time now. We've talked about how he's the guy that's going to be the end product. He's the guy that's going to be scoring the goals, and he hasn't been doing that this year. I don't know where the failure of that's coming from. If it's the system, if it's whatever. Look, this this Red Bull team, even from the MLS level, is is very different than in years past. Um, they're they're a team that creates chaos, and we've seen that try to happen with the USL team as well drawing teams into very chaotic and messy games. And they haven't necessarily been able to do that to the success of the MLS team. And I don't know if that's affecting players that in years past, when things were a little bit different, um, were producing a bit more. So it's, there's just, it, it, there's this big question mark that hangs over me when I watch this team now. Of what is it? What, what, what is what is the result that we're supposed to be seeing and what is progress for them as individual players, I think is a bit different right now. I think that's, that's fair. I think out to your point about creating chaos, I think in general, they've done a decent job of that. I think they've created the chaos. They've been able to set themselves on the front foot and, uh, uh, you know, begin quick transitions it's just the first pass out of those moments has been off and so you're seeing less uh, of their ability to capitalize on it and i think once they get to a place where you get a little bit of a more uh, this past week against orlando city for the first team the midfield diamond all all four of those players uh had passing percentages in the 80 percent uh, or above with with passing like that, when you create those turnovers, it becomes much easier to find space in behind. You give your team a chance uh, to find those you know quick passes and to to create those chances. And I don't necessarily see that yet with this Red Bull team, but I don't think they're really that far off. Let's hope so. We'll see. I mean, I I I think it needs to start reflecting in 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 the games themselves and in the results, especially since the fact that this team is really just dropping points at home at an alarming rate this year. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm I'm definitely less concerned with them making the playoffs and, and their record this year than I am about guys like LaCava or So or even Mitchell now um, just, you know, continuing to improve on their game. This is still look, this is a professional team that is playing in the in, in the USL championship. So wins and losses are supposed to matter. Whether the team feels that way or not may differ. But they're they're playing in a league where that's supposed to matter. So while the development of players is one thing, they're supposed to also be producing. And that's and that's just not happening. I, I guess that's true. I think if you look at the model, and it's something that you've pointed out previously, that they want to create players that are able to progress and get to MLS and then uh, progress from there. So if they can keep that pipeline open, I think largely the results themselves will matter less. They still want to be in a better position. They are right now. They've played 11 matches. They are sitting on nine points second from the bottom of the Atlantic dis, uh, division only to Loudoun United uh, or I should say uh, racist United FC 
uh, as there was another incident this past week. Oh, uh, was there? I oh, did yeah. not know that. Uh, direct messages oh, to boy. players uh, from Loudon fans. That's a good time. Um, oh, we're talking about we're talking about fans, not players. To players. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I shouldn't, okay. I shouldn't, I shouldn't disparage the team when it's the fans in that area. Uh, although I guess the team could be doing more about. It. Not I guess. I know the team should be doing more about it. Uh, nonetheless, <laughs> so they're the only ones underneath the Red Bulls tier right now. They are sitting um, six points below the line. Uh, the uh, current team to occupy that is Charlotte Independence. That's this week's opponent. They're on 15 points uh, from their 10 games played. Hartford is above them in third. Eight games played, 16 points. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Pittsburgh, uh, uh, just after them, they played the most games in the division. They've got 20 points from their 12 games. And then Tampa Bay is still the class of the league at this point, sitting on 24 points. Uh, only two losses in their 10 matches so far. Red Bulls, midway point of the season. This is one of those things that we talked about. Uh, wanting to look at and say, okay, late summers when we're going to finally see like who this team is, that starts, I would say, tomorrow night against now? Charlotte <laughs> yeah. Independence. Yeah, there's no other way to look at that. Uh, the schedule uh, from this point forward, again, we've we've talked about how difficult it's going to be. Charlotte, then Saturday against Hartford. Next week against Charlotte again. Uh, both of those are on the road. Charlotte has not lost at home yet. We'll, we'll talk more about them in a second. Uh, then Pittsburgh, then Sac Republic, then the Rowdies, then San Antonio, Charleston. It's just it's a really tough summer for this team. I think without getting two wins in their next two games, it's hard for me to imagine this team really doing a whole lot that's different from what we've seen right now. Yeah, I mean, this is we're we're at the point now where there really needs to be on-field progress in regards to wins or losses for this team, and I I don't feel confident that that that's going to happen right now. Um, they just aren't getting that final product. Um, I, I hear what you're saying about certain players, um, but it's. It's just not clicking in regards to a team production at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I'll say that that's fair. Um, Charlotte, this week's opponent, we're playing them away. They are three zero and zero at home. Their matches there: a one zero win over Tampa Bay, a three two win over Hartford. That's those are two pretty good opponents. Their other win came against Charleston Battery, who's been a middling team this year. Um, last time out. Against the Red Bulls, we expected them to get just uh, beaten down on. It was a 3-1 victory for the New York Red Bulls, too. One of their few victories on the season. Best game they played this year. Best game they played this year. Is there any way that they would be able to repeat that tomorrow night, or tonight if you're listening to this on Wednesday, against Charlotte? Uh, Sure. I mean, mean, the the blueprint is there. The, the, The difference is whether or not the execution is there. You know, we saw um, Raffanello and a few other players really come through in that, in that last game that they played. Um, it, it's, it, it comes down to the margins of execution at the moment, um, and that's, that's going to be their either success or downfall. Yep. Uh, Mike Jeffries is the coach. It's American Legion Memorial Stadium. Again, this is tomorrow night. Uh, leading scorer... 
for Charlotte. We were talking a couple of weeks ago about this guy, Dane Kelly. Uh, he had only scored one goal, one goal to that point. He's now rocketed up the list. He's their top scorer with four. Then Irvin Para and Marcelo Palomino with three. Valentin Sabella with two and a couple other guys at one. And then uh, Blake Pope is the only player for Charlotte Independence that has more than one assist, and he's got two. So they spread it around. Uh, they can get uh, uh, lots of different players involved in the attack. We know from years past that this is a team that thrives a little bit more uh, from the counter-attack uh, perspective. So playing a game against the Red Bulls uh, can be a little bit... Um, uh, 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 chippy. It could be a little bit crazy. Both teams like to to create chaos and and to uh, pounce on uh, any opportunities. Last time out, the Red Bulls were able to do it against them. I I like their chances this week. I like I really like what we've seen from Serge Goma and Raul Mitchell. I think both of those guys they've got uh, just a tremendous speed. They they've got uh, a good runs that they make. They don't necessarily make uh, the right w- runs all the time, uh, but they are very much able to stretch back lines and uh, to create uh, sort of mismatches or overloads and allow players from the midfield uh, to f- maybe find the game. This might be a good game for uh, Omar So to kind of get out of what I think it's fair to call a funk uh, and just to, to put himself in position to find balls at the top of the box and, and to kind of uh, knock down uh, clearances to other runners, which ultimately I think would be very effective against the independents. Yeah, I, I believe that Omar So is running up to a point where he really needs to show what he can do for the first team, essentially, because... I, I, I don't know how much longer he can go with um, the rate of production that he's had this season and prove that he can be effective for the team. Well, I mean, again, I think like his role this year has been very different because you don't necessarily have uh, a great number 10 that can find him. So he's been playing sort of that false uh, uh, attacking midfielder role. And I think you're probably right that He's got to uh, find a little bit more end product, maybe stand out in a way. But I think overall the organization is very high on what he can do, and probably Who knows rec- what probably they think, probably what they recognize. Think that's fair, but I think they probably recognize that um, uh, with a little bit more talent around him, at that would be able to lighten the load that he would shine in a different way. Yeah, I. I I I wish I could agree with you on what they believe, but who knows what they believe these days? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, so let's uh, let's get a prediction from you, Anthony. What do you think? Um, unfortunately, I think this is going to be a uh, a three to one loss. I think that's exactly what you predicted last time, and I agreed with it. And it was the opposite. It was the opposite. So I don't know if I should agree with you again just to try to force that result in a superstitious way um, or if I should uh, just – you know what? I'm going to say that this is going to be another draw, not a great result, uh, but against a better team. Uh, I think that you would take the road points. more than a draw right now. Again, I think that you're too focused on that. Um, 
It's a. I'm gonna well, call well, it. Well, hold on. I'm gonna hold call on. it a two-two draw. What? I, I, you know, I've I've had these situations where I've also asked, um, you know, not not just, I've I've made this comment to you, but also to John Walnick as yeah. well. Um, this is the USL Championship. The this is about wins and losses. I understand that there's player development to be involved, but at the end of the day. This is about winning and losing. And and the way that this team is playing and what they're doing in the standings really, really matters and is the defining thing that this team will be judged by at the end of the year. Because, look, there is no minor league team. If you look at baseball, you look at anything else that will be defined by um, the players that get moved up because – year to year, you're not going to move that many players up to the first team. It's, it's just not possible for you to do that. So you will be defined by what you do, your record, and what you do in your league, especially in soccer or football. So they need to start winning games, period. And if, they, and if it's not that big of a deal, then perhaps they shouldn't be in the USL championship. Well, I think yeah, undoubtedly this is a short-term commitment anyway to USL Championship at this point. But also, yeah. Who knows? Set, because it's, it's so confusing. That's, Who knows if it actually is? That's fair. That's um, fair. It, 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 depending on the day, it seems like it's not and they're going somewhere else. And other days, it seems like they're committed. If they're committed, they need to be committed to winning. And at the moment, they're not winning. This is go- This is heading towards the worst season they've had. This is a team that has won. That, that has won the championship, that, that aside from last year, which you could really throw away because of the pandemic, um, was the first time that they didn't make the playoffs. This is a two, they, they, for three straight years, they had made the conference championship and lost to arguably a way better team. The, the, the expectation for this team is that they're supposed to be competitive, and they're not at the moment. I think you're right that they should be competitive. I think that undoubtedly Red Bull and, and John Molinek want to be in the playoffs and they want to be playing, you know, cup football in uh, the playoffs. I don't think there's any question about that, but if you're able to turn out players that can make a big impact on the first team squad, I think they get a lot of leeway to do that. And you're right that only, you know, if you could send one a year, that's a big deal. And they've kind of been able to do that for the most part. Yeah, and, and, and we, we the, the big question is whether or not that is the game plan moving forward. Um, and that's the part, the communication has, has been the problem if, if, if that's the plan moving forward because you look at the strikers, you know, um, a lot of the players that have come up that are, that are producing now, it, it's been a while since we've seen somebody come into that team. And by a while, I mean maybe three seasons since we've seen someone come into that team and be incredibly effective in the role that they're in. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean to Sean Nealis or, or a couple other players who are playing more regularly because of the situation, but like it's, it's um we're, we're, we're at a point where this, this team really needs to show why they're here this year. And, 
and show what's there. I expect Jake LaCava to be on the first team in the next few years, hopefully. But there's it, it's more than that. There are other players on this club that I that I thought would would be further along than they are that just aren't. Um, and we're we're not seeing in the USO championship and I don't know if we'll see in the MLS level based on how they're playing so far. Well I, I could I guess the argument to be made I'm about being that. Rough. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I think the argument to be made about that would maybe come down to like a guy like Mandela Egbo who kind of looks a little bit positionless if he were to move to MLS because there are better options on the right and the left. And is he a center back that's better than, you know, fourth choice Tom Edwards? Probably not. Um, so yeah. I, I could agree with that, but he's also not a player that they necessarily raised up and were um, uh, expecting to be having to develop in USL. I think they brought him in um, – with MLS sort of aspirations. So I guess that really, that comes down to, you know, a guy like Omar. So who's the, we've talked about him a number of times today, but you're more down on him this year than I am. I think he's, he's come a long way just overall in his game. It's just, that seems to have taken him away from the goal in order to help provide the best that he could for the team. And maybe the argument is that, what would be best for him and the team would be if he's putting in goals constantly, you know, I think there's no question that that is a better outlook. I just think that the service is not going to necessarily be there. You look at the attack and you look at uh, the guys who are uh, doing the most right now. And, you know, I mentioned him before, Dan Edelman, he's kind of a six. You don't necessarily want him to be the guy that's creating everything. Yeah, and the other guys that have played the position really haven't done a, a whole lot. Like Carmona did a, a decent job in in the two games or three games that he was involved. Uh, Raffanello doing his best at the position, but really not the one that he is best at. And then it just falls off a cliff. So you're getting like you know some stuff from the outside backs or some stuff uh, uh, from from players who are playing on the wing and are kind of strikers like Lacava. And it just put a whole burden on on the offense in general to try to create chances without having guys who are a little bit more uh, adept um, sitting behind them in midfield. Yeah, so the, there's just there's just an incredible amount of questions asked about um, how this team is put together to be successful on the field that I don't think has been answered this year. And I think that there have been questions that the team has asked of certain players that we're not seeing them necessarily step up to the plate. But you can also say maybe they're being asked to do things that they're just not able to do. You know, Omar So, I think, should not be so concerned about creating chances as much as finishing. Same with the likes of Jake LaCava, but who is there to fill in that role otherwise? And that's, that's where we are this year. Yeah. 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 It's going it's it's to, it's definitely going to be a, a tough season. <laughs> There's no way around that. But I, I like a lot of what I've seen from the young guys. We just don't have that exciting number 10 prospect in house yet, or at least not one that I've seen so far. Yeah, we're missing that connection piece. We're missing yeah. the piece that connects the good parts to the good parts in the front to the good parts in the back. And and that's always the case for any soccer team is who is that that those two connect? Who's the number eight? Who's the number ten? 
And right now we don't really have that at the moment. That is for sure. Um, I think that's all we've got. Did, we got our predictions, right? We, we talked about yeah. the standings. I think I could just start our sign off. You could follow me on Twitter at underscore Joe Goldstein. And I am um, RB News Network. And of course, if you'd like to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. And of course, that's all on Twitter. We're on your favorite podcast uh, uh, aggregators. If we're not, let us know. How would you be listening to this if we're not there? Tell us. Tell us how you've listened to us without having known where to find us. Uh, we're part of They're the beautiful. Not. We're, we're yelling into the void. <laughs> we're a part of the beautiful game network at BGN.fm. You're covering MLS, USL, Premier League, NWSL. Lots of great written content. Lots of great podcasts. Give them a look. It's definitely worth it. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday League squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. And of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com. For myself and Mr. Anthony Merced, thank you very much and have a great night.